After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini, and Ojibwe-Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to another episode of Touchline Thoughts powered by the Garage Door Sports Network. We're sponsored by J&J Creations. I'm Irfan Manji. Unfortunately, I'll be without Paige today as she's training for her game. The first half of today's episode includes a conversation I had with Nick McVicker last week on Garage Door Sports episode 112. In the second half of the show, I'll go over some major storylines in the past week. Before we get to that, I'll catch you after this. Today's starting 11 will include a clip of last weekend's conversation I had with Garage Door Sports creator and footy first host, Nick McVicker. We chat about the World Cup groups and Canada's chances. Enjoy. We got to start with the biggest story in the world, the World Cup draw. And Canada was in the World Cup draw for the first time in 36 years. Yay! Yay, I wasn't even born then. It's wonderful. Oh, how crazy is that? (laughs) Yeah. Like it's been since before we were born. Yeah, like whatever growth Canada soccer may have had up until that point kind of just dissipated with well, they weren't supposed to be there that group. No. Like, they they snuck in. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean anyone who makes the World Cup makes the World Cup. Like no taking that away, but that group wasn't supposed to be. No. See it happening now. This this team did. And they got a Decent group there with Belgium, Croatia, and Morocco. I mean, the number two team in the world. That's going to be a tough matchup. But they get it out of the way in the first game. That sets the table for the rest of the tournament right there. I think it does, yeah. 
It's going to be very interesting. I think it's a group that they can compete in. I said it yesterday on Footy First on TSN 1050. Check it out, my new show with the aforementioned. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I think this is a group that they can compete in. Not necessarily... I'm not guaranteeing that they get out. I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like I am Nostradamus or anything predicting what's happening. But the Belgium game is going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Belgian back line is a little aged but they still have one of the best golden generations right now. They're going to be tough to beat. Yeah. You got, you got to limit that. And that's fine. I think, mm-hmm. was it you who said it in our little group chat that they just have to like stop the bleeding in that case? Yeah, just exactly. You can't just try not to let more than three goals in. Cause at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who lets the most against Belgium yeah. between Morocco and Canada. And I think Croatia as well as you know what I tossed Croatia in there as well. That yeah. back line yeah. might not be able to stop Lukaku. Yeah. And De Bruyne and Tielemans. Like, I think at the end of the day, those three other teams need to be like, how do we make sure we don't let up more than two to three goals? That's yeah. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so to have Canada play that one first, that's an interesting, that'll be an interesting start for them. But as you mentioned, Croatia and Morocco, I think these are competing games. You, you, can, mm-hmm. you can compete in these games. Yep. Croatia, their golden generation is age. Luka Modric will mm-hmm. be 37 by the time the World Cup starts. 37. Mm-hmm. I know we have a guy named Atiba Hutchinson who's going to be 39, but he's not a key piece necessarily on this team anymore. No. Still plays a lot. Plays multiple positions, but Luka Modric is key to that Croatia team. Can we agree oh, on that? If he's firing, Croatia is winning. Right? So, right? so mm-hmm. you have a 37-year-old as a key piece on that team. The rest mm-hmm. of the, the golden generation is aged as well. And it is a fast team. I think they can mm-hmm. compete in that game. I can tell you with certainty that they have a possibility to get between one to four points at the end of this, this group. I think they have enough to, to go toe-to-toe with Morocco, who, by the way, are a very good African side. Absolutely. Uh, played very well in AFCON. Um, and then I think Croatia, you know, I was telling Paige this earlier. We haven't gotten a show out yet, but... Um, but I did tell her, I said, if you stick like a hard-nosed player on Luka Modric and just shadow him throughout the game and make it difficult for him, I think Canada can be happy with a nil-nil draw or a 1-1 draw and, you know, just contain that that sort of pivot in the midfield. Like I was thinking Mark Anthony Kay. I know he got his at a rough game against Costa Rica earlier last week, but I would stick him on. He has the body. He has the pace. He has the skill to keep up with him and, you know, uh, you look at Rakitic and Modric being able to go back and forth in the pitch to receive and move forward. You can have Kyle Lahren make sure that any back run is tracked by him. I think Canada, well, honestly... It would, probably, it would probably be Jonathan David. Jonathan David is a deep guy. Right, but I'm just Lahren's saying, like, but Lahren can also do that. Like I've seen him play you know, man-to-man zone defense at one point earlier yeah. against the States. So I'm just thinking, like, who's a bigger body that will frustrate two of the best midfielders in the game that have been in the last 10 years, right? So I think they could come up with a point against Croatia. I think they can even win against Morocco. So I think at the end of the there's day, there's a chance that they can win both of those games if they play, if they play right. So I, mm-hmm. as you said, you said you can see them anywhere between one and four. I see them mm-hmm. anywhere between one and six points. Well, Realistic for me is four. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, I was as I was talking to Nico yesterday, four points is the target to get out of most of these groups. Yes. Right. A win and a draw. And a better mm-hmm. goal differential when all things are said and done. Mm-hmm. That's what that's the goal to get out of most of these groups. 
Mm-hmm. So if you pick up six, you're you're in. Like six is guaranteed. If you can get a draw and a win, you're you're on the right track. But we have to we have to temper expectations. As much as we want to say Canada's going to go far, Canada's going to do this, Canada's going to do that. What temper expectations? We have yet to score a goal in a World Cup as a country. Or right? at our second World Cup. <laughs> we have yet to get a point at a World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, so let's I guess start with just, simple goals, right? Yeah, right. I think we're talking about the highest ceiling that can, we can reach. Absolutely. Like, there can, there can be a day, like, we can, you know, lose 2 nothing to Belgium, one nothing to Croatia, one nothing to Morocco, and that's our season. But, but the fact that we're able to say that, hey, Nick, hey, Earth, one to six is a possibility of number of points for a Canadian side who, up until last couple of years, probably didn't have any life to play at the World Cup or any sort of major tournament. You're just like, we're way behind the Caribbean countries. We're way behind the U.S. and Mexico. But, you know, it's really nice to see that. Hey, guess what? We have a good enough team to compete. Well, did you hear what Roberto Martinez said about Canada? Oh, he's a little afraid of them. He thinks they're a good side. Yeah, he said that they were scared when they saw Canada going pot four. They're like, that's the team we do not want to see. And sure enough, Belgium got Got us, Canada. <laughs> I mean, it's very nice of him to say that. I think quality-wise, Belgium is miles ahead. But again, World Cup, we've seen, you know, Italy, Spain, France not make it out of group set points. It could happen. Well, do you remember the group of death? I think it was uh, 2002 or 2006 World Cup. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like Costa Rica, Uruguay, Italy, and England all in the same. Yeah. Right? That was the group of death that year. And who won that group? It was not. Costa Rica. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to remember what year that was now. It was, it was early Italy. 2000s. Uh, but yeah, regardless, like Costa Rica was the number four team in that group, and they ended up winning that group. Mm-hmm. Right? That tells you a lot. Like, anytime you step on the pitch, anything can happen. Right? We've seen giants lose to minnows all the time. Because that day, everything fell the right way for the smaller team. That's all you have to think about going into a game. If you are the underdog, just go into it and say, hey, if we lose, we're supposed to lose. Mm -hmm. If we win, if we play our game and everything falls the right way, we could be moving on. Could be moving on. That's something that Canada is looking at at this point. Yeah. Right? Let's look at some okay, of the other so groups here, Irfan, since we have some. It was, uh, sorry, 2014 for that, by the way. 2014? Yeah, Costa Rica won, Uruguay two, and then Italy and England both did not qualify. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Um, let's take a look at some of the other groups we have a mm-hmm. chance. And honestly, there's no real group of death this year. Like, No. I, I Maybe wanted Spain, to find Germany. one. Maybe Spain, Germany, teams, Japan. Though. Right? I think Japan's one of the better AFC sides. So maybe maybe Group E might be your group of death, but but that's a very soft group of death in comparison to some of the ones that we've seen in the past. Yeah, you're not wrong. I'm just like I'm I'm trying to think. Like I think they're very evenly balanced. There's one or two very good teams. There's one or two mediocre teams, and sometimes there's one really bad team. And you go, all right, that's about right. it. And that's not a bad thing. Like I kind of like it. There's, it's a balanced division. Yeah. It is balanced for the first time in a long time. Yeah, right? I'm for it. And yeah. I love it. 
because we're going to see some really, really good matches. Yeah. Can't wait to see England versus USA. Right? Because of all the history. I can't wait to see Argentina play Mexico or Argentina versus Poland. Mm-hmm. Right? Portugal, Ghana is going to be electric. Yeah. Yeah. France, Denmark. Like, I actually want to see that match. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Spain, Germany. That's easy. Brazil, Serbia? Or Brazil, Cameroon? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Let's do it. I am in. Yeah, I, I think you know what that that Brazil group. Come to think of it, might be might be a group that they have to be careful not to get injured in because yeah. Serbia is yeah. a hard nosed team, Switzerland's a hard nosed team, Cameroon's not afraid to fly into tackles. So, you know, Brazil maybe not one hundred percent healthy coming out of that group. Like that's that's scary to think about. You know, you mentioned Portugal, Ghana, Ghana, Uruguay is a going to be a nice little you know, matchup with yep. with Suarez at thirty plus and. How that goes um you know korea republic japan are both teams that you don't usually think of as powerhouses but on the afc side they're usually the most consistent they've got some good young players coming up and down so that's going to be some good football they've transitioned their football into more possession counter yeah. it's attractive football you know the african sides are doing the same thing so i like how it's balanced it's how canada plays too yeah and it's balanced and you can you can easily say you know what england and u.s can finish last actually because let's say wales joins that group and gareth bale shows up you know and iran who's played really well in 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 qualifying you know shows up at the world cup and you're like holy crap like what another not throw this out there as well right Mm -hmm. you mentioned wales what if ukraine gets through right the emotional oh yeah the emotional high that that team would be on with everything going on back home Mm -hmm. they would have the support Mm -hmm. of not just their own country a lot of other countries a lot of people well, around the world, right? They'd feel like the home team for a hot second. Oh yeah, like they they get that home support. That oh. yeah, and and they're very good. Uh, you know, they have some great talent. Andrei Shevchenko did a great job with the Ukraine program just before, just after the Euros there. So yeah, I can also see that going. So like the fact that any team can actually come up, like you can see Argentina struggle, for example, because Mexico always comes to play at yes. the World Cup, for yes, example, right? Like Lewandowski, is this his, is his, um, you know, his, his talent, is it only for Bayern Munich or can he bring it to the World Cup? He needs some help. Yeah. Oh, of course he needs some help. <laughs> Muller, Poland, you know, like he has that, that, that discrepancy there. And France has a big question mark. You know, mentioned yeah. that uh, France, Denmark team. France has not played well since winning the World Cup. It's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there's so many questions, right? It's so nice to be able to talk about a balanced World Cup draw and go, every team is good enough to win. And now I'm going to put you on the the spot. Are you ready? Go for it. Which group is most intriguing? Hmm, good question. I think Group H will be very nice with the different storylines coming out of that. I want to see... Ronaldo through. I want to see Ghana. I want to see Suarez. I think that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, I think Group H or Group G, because you know, like I said earlier, on top of the show, that Brazil, like, how healthy are they going to be? Are they going to, you know, just stick Fred into the midfield and be like, get hit? Because then we're going to leave Alan for the for the next part of the round to do what you do. So. Right. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I see G and H being the most intriguing for me. 
I would probably lean towards G, but I am also very interested in that group, especially depending on who comes out of that uh, UEFA playoff. Oh, for sure. That'll be that'll be very intriguing. Plays there. Group E is also very interesting. Like we, I know we talked about it quickly. Mm-hmm. Like Spain, Germany. You mentioned Japan as being a a bit of a dark, dark horse, horse kind yeah. of yeah. team, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There's some. There's some potential that could happen there, and it, it could be very interesting how that plays out. What team would uh, would join Group E if they went through their playoffs potentially, or who are the options? Oh, they weren't popped up on that. So let me. You're asking me questions that I wasn't prepared for. Sorry, I asked. I uh, know here. More information. Oh, there we go. It's New Zealand or Costa Rica. There you go. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Costa Rica goes on top again. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> I mean, it's not really far well, the, the back half of qualifying. They mm-hmm. started off really poorly, and that's why they were so far down. They looked yeah. really good the back half of qualifying. Mm-hmm. They could surprise some teams. Interesting. But, yeah, you said, uh, sorry, you said group, group G as well. Group B. Yeah, yeah I said. For sure. All right. the, it, it, the fact that we're talking about multiple groups just shows the balance. It's wonderful. It's thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not not looking forward to any of the groups, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, like, I'm going to be tuned in going, this is amazing. Like, hell, I'll even watch Qatar against Senegal, for goodness sake. Like, it, it's going to be electric. It's the home side. Qatar, you know, free pass to get to the World Cup, but... And they've been a very good team the last few years. Yeah, they've had the opportunity to play in um, the Copa America a little yeah. while ago. They, I think they, they played on the Gold Cup side at one point yep. just to get some feels. Like, they're not the best, you know, um, side coming out of that whole AFC area or the Middle East area. Like, Iran, Saudi Arabia are much better than them, but but didn't they yeah. just win? Um, they just won one of those tournaments, didn't they? No, I thought Iran did. Qatar wasn't very good during Copa, but the they're they're trying to schedule a lot more competitive games. They won. They won the Asian Cup in 2019. They no. just won the Asian Cup three one over Japan in the final. No, you did. They did. Oh, and they say, like UAE. I know they just won something. Oh, and they beat Korea since then. Yeah. Oh, I take what I said back. That's very good. They're a good team, man. They're low on the rankings because it takes into account four years, but they've been very good the last couple of years. Yeah, like you're so. looking at they beat they beat El Salvador in the quarterfinals at the Gold Cup. They beat Honduras. Yeah. Um, you know they've qualified to beat team, Oman. Man. Look at that. Never mind. I, I just saw them getting blown out a couple of years ago and went, this isn't fun. Yeah. There you go. But, I mean, they've struggled against the European sides, which is understandable. Everyone struggles but... against the European sides, except for maybe two South American sides. Am I wrong? You're laughing. Am I wrong? No, you, no, you're not wrong. It's just on a good day, Chile is probably one of those two teams. And But yeah. Yeah, but it has to take a really good day. Yeah, I'm really I'm talking really Argentina good. and Brazil as the two South American. No, I got that. I got that. I was 
thinking, well, if when Argentina was struggling, it was Chile. But Fair enough. yes, it's true. Yes, it's true. European sides always tend to, to pip a lot of these Everybody. other sides. <laughs> Thank you to Nick for a great conversation and to Garage Door Sports for sharing this clip with us. We will catch you after this quick little break. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you've come to the right place. Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. Hey guys, it's producer Jake here from Benning House, the Garage Door Sports Network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast. Catch our episodes weekly on Apple, Spotify, and Google as we bring you banter, laughter, and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week. Give us a follow on our socials at Betting House Pod, where you can catch all our bets each week as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. This week's Off the Bench segment covers five major storylines. We start with UEFA adopting new regulations to financial fair play. UEFA is allowing European clubs to make bigger losses than before while bringing in caps on wages and transfer spendings. Clubs can report losses of 60 million euros over three years rather than 30 million euros. This number can reach 90 million euros for clubs in good financial health. Breaches of the new rules will result in predefined financial penalties and sporting measures, a potential luxury tax, if you will. UEFA Women's Champions League semifinals will begin after the long weekend. Holders Barcelona take on Wolfsburg and an all-French matchup with heavyweights Lyon against Paris. In the Champions League, Man City head to Madrid with a slender 1-0 lead. Liverpool handled Benfica in Portugal by a scoreline of 3-1. Real Madrid shocked Chelsea with a 3-1 win at Stamford Bridge, and Villarreal beat Bayern 1-0 in Spain. In the Europa League, every quarterfinal tie ended in a one-all draw, except for Braga, who defeated Scottish side Rangers 1-0 at home. In the Conference League, Leicester City and PSV were the only tie to not have goals. This game ended 0-0. Marseille defeated PAOK 2-1, Roma lost to Norwegian side Bauda Glimt 2-1, and Feyenoord and Slavia Praha played to an exciting 3-3 draw. Longtime journeyman manager Neil Warnock has announced his retirement. He managed for over 40 years and at 16 clubs. Congratulations on a well-deserved retirement. Massive matchup in the EPL this weekend. Liverpool and Manchester City take each other on. Could this be the title decider? Another great tabletop matchup sees Leipzig versus Hoffenheim, fourth v6 in the Bundesliga. All right, folks, that does it for today. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and give us a like or leave a rating. You can also follow us on Twitter or Instagram at TouchlineTH. You can follow Paige at Culver underscore Paige and myself at Manji, both of these handles for Twitter. Don't forget to follow our network on Twitter at Garage Door Sport or check out GarageDoorSports.com. As well, follow JJ Creations on Instagram for anything you want to customize. 
Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next match day. Cheers. <laughs>